This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. It's almost been a year now, flying solo. And I'll tell you what, Pastor Ken Keller, I get a chance to see him every Sunday, and he's chomping at the bit to get back in studio and looking forward to uh, that day. So very seldom on Faith in the Zone do we wait just a couple of months. I think we've had maybe three or four guys that we've had on a second time. Six and a half years, even longer than that now. We've always been able to get new guys, and, and every once in a while we'll have a couple of guests. We go, man, we didn't finish with that guy. we got to get him back. Or there's there's something about his skill set that says a couple of months later we got to bring him back. And our guest for the entire hour, we brought him in because Super Bowl is today. And this man played in two of them. Now, before we started recording, he said, don't bring up that other team. And so I'm not going to bring it up, but if you want to go back and take a look. <laughs> he played for the Denver Broncos one year and the San Diego Chargers the second year. And Pastor Darren Carrington, he is uh, the marriage pastor, associate campus pastor for Rock Church in Point Loma, Point Loma, excuse me, uh, San Diego. Right in that area, uh, Rock Church, and we've had a number of guys on, man. It's always been really, really good. So, Pastor Carrington, welcome, and uh, how you doing today? I'm doing well, doing well. Thank you for having me back. I'm yeah. I feel honored. Not, not a lot of guys make it back a second time, so I'm feeling good. Man, well, I really appreciate your willingness to come on. I, I really do, and, and I just thought, you know what? Being that uh, Super Bowl Sunday, hey, I'm wondering what it was like. And I don't know, Pastor, when when you were playing in the NFL, was there a two-week break like this, or was it the next week that you would go to the Super Bowl? Um, I, I, remember, I remember it being, for some reason, I remember it being two weeks. Because I remember us practicing that first week and then going there that next week. So I remember, 
Yeah, in two weeks. So, you, you know, it's interesting because, yeah, and this is a whole different level, Pastor, but I was thinking about this driving over to the studio today. You know, I coached basketball 36 years, and, and I got to six um, state championships. And I can't tell you a whole lot about the game. You know, we won. I, I was lucky enough to win six of them. But I can't tell you a whole lot about that that final game, but I can tell you the journey, all about the journey to get there. I can tell you, mm-hmm. you know, about this kid hitting a three and and them taking a timeout and, and coming out of this defense that we couldn't score against and they changed up and we hit, you know, we went on a run. And I can tell you all of that stuff. But the championship game, I, I don't know what it is. I can't tell you a whole lot about it. And I'm wondering – when you're in the NFL, and I know that's a whole different animal, but how much do you remember the journey getting to the Super Bowl? Well, you definitely remember the journey, right? Because it's, you know, day after, I mean, a game after game, that's when you, you learn to trust one another. That's when you, you know, you, you really rely and you really uh, build that bond and that brotherhood. So you remember that journey, but you most definitely remember that last game as well, especially if it's the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I bet because that's what you know what you play, you know you you play growing up in the park and you play dreaming and you know when you're throwing the football in your yard or in the park by yourself it's you know what there's three seconds to go and I'm yeah. catching a pass or I'm picking one off or I'm making a tackle kicking a field goal to win the Super Bowl and and that it, just amazing to to me to be able to to do that so that first year. Um, Pastor, when you were with the Denver Broncos, was there a different feeling for you playing in that first one than there was the second one? Oh yes, <clears throat> excuse me, definitely. Uh, probably the biggest, the biggest difference was the first one was my rookie year. Man, so my yeah, so my very first year in, in the league is you know I reached my childhood dream being a professional athlete, and now I make it to the biggest, you know, like the biggest game there is, and it was just. It really was was overwhelming, right? Being a rookie and being there, um, but just remembering, just taking, you know, taking it all in. That's really what it was. It was kind of like, you know, for a while, man. It's like, man, can we just take this in and not even have to play the game, knowing that, you know, we had to play because it was it was just that good. Hey, when um, did did you feel like okay? I look, I'm a rookie and we got here. I'm gonna be here a whole bunch of times. I don't know what, you know, what, what did it feel like? Okay. You know what? This isn't as hard as maybe people thought, and I can get here a number of times. Oh yes, I mean you, definitely when you go the first time. Now I had, you know, veterans on the team that kind of brought me back down to life and said, "Hey, this doesn't happen every year, man. It's a blessing every time you get there." And I remember uh, a reporter even said, "Hey, man, you know how you guys are so blessed." He said, "You know, I played in the league for you know thirteen, fourteen years, and." You know, we made one playoff game, and here you are, rookies. You know, and we had, excuse me, we had a, I think they drafted 13 rookies that year, and I, I believe about 10 or 11 of us made the team. Oh, man. There was a, a bunch of rookies on the team, and, yeah, it was it was good. Mm-hmm. Hey, who were who the, the, uh, the veterans and the leaders of that first uh, Super Bowl you went to? Uh, we had uh, John Elway. Yeah. <laughs> I think you guys know him. Yep. Uh, Dennis Smith. I was Mike Haynes. Uh, Man, um, let me see. Yeah, um, Sammy Wilhite. You know, so it was just you know, we had the three amigos. You know, Vance Johnson, uh, Mark Jackson, and Ricky Natil. You know, so we had. I mean, Carl Mecklenburg, 
So we we had a good crew. Hey, we had a good crew. Pastor, you know, as a sports fan, every once in a while something happens where you you don't have a dog in the fight, but you know exactly where you were when that happened. And mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, when when the Broncos went down, and I think I think they just say it's the drive right against Cleveland, and. And, and Elway hit uh, Vance Johnson, I think, in the end zone, mm-hmm. and he was in the dog pound. And I was up in Minneapolis at my uncle's house, and and I don't know why I remember sitting there watching this because again, I didn't. It wasn't the Packers. I didn't really have a dog in the fight, but I remember. And if my wife is listening, Pastor, she's going to say, you don't even remember your nieces and nephews' names, but you remember stuff like that, and I, that's what's up in my head. And sure enough, that's that's the kind of stuff that, that I remember. Do you re, When you were growing up, um, did you watch NFL a lot? Were you like an NFL fan, or was that just where you wanted to get to? Oh, yeah, I was a fan, for sure. I mean, it, it started with collected you know, football cards and then, you know, I, I love the game. You know, I watched all the time, and that's where my 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 childhood dream came from. As I was watching the game, the Jets versus the Minnesota Vikings. I remember I'm telling my mom one day, "You're gonna see me out there," right. and that's you know that's kind of where you know where it started. Hey, and I so know from, a fan. I know from last time that you uh, you're a baseball guy, right? Play, yep. play, and that was kind of where we're, you know, I remember asking you, you played center field, could you go get it a little bit? You're like, oh, yeah, hit it anywhere near me. I'm going to go get it. Mm-hmm. And yep. it, it, uh, it, it was funny because I thought, man, a baseball guy who ended up going to a college, he'd never been to the state before, but he ended up going and they dropped baseball, so he, football was his deal. And my favorite mm-hmm. part about the first time I interviewed you is you said, look, I was a receiver, and then all of a sudden they said, well, we we've got some scholarships, but you got to play defensive back. You can play defensive back. You got to play safety. Oh, I played safety. I know safety. You know, mm-hmm. I can go over there, and I loved it because wherever they needed you, you said, "Okay, if if that's going to get me some some help with this tuition, I can go over there and I'll excel over there." And you certainly certainly did. Hey, do you remember the night before? And I don't know how you guys sleep the night before a Super Bowl, but did do you remember that night? Um, being able to sleep at all, or are you kind of like bouncing off the walls? Yeah, I, I vaguely, I vaguely remember the first time. The second time, I remember more, but I vaguely remember the first time of you know, just like you said, just you know, nervous and you know, just feelings just all over the place. You know, not being able to sleep. You know, thinking about you know the fifty million things that you have going through your head, trying to go through every scenario. So I do remember, like I said, I remember the. The second time, a lot more than the first, because the first time I was, you know, I was I was a rookie and I was I was basically a special teamer, right? right? So you know, I'm on all the special teams, but the second time I went, I was a starter. Man, oh man, I I just uh, I'll tell you a quick story. Be, be the last state championship game that that I coached in, which is a year and a half ago, at a place called Martin Luther, um, first time in school history we that the, that they had a chance to win the state championship, and. Um, we're we're sitting there in and they uh, we're waiting for a game. It's at the Cole Center up at, at Wisconsin, and we're waiting for a game uh, to to get to a point where we can get in the locker room. And you know they have a roped off area for our team, and all the players are you know sitting with their earbuds in, listening to music, and and we got a kid named Joey that can just shoot the ball, right? I mean this kid can shoot it, and. He, uh, I'm sitting kind of, he's got to crawl over some people to get to me. And he said, uh, hey, coach, I, I got a question for you. I said, what's up? 
He said, Coach, when you know, wherever we've been playing lately, the band, the school band's always been playing that Neil Diamond song, you know, Sweet Caroline. I go, okay. He goes, listen, they're playing it right now. He said, so my question is, when they get to that point, bump, 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 he goes, Coach, watch, like all the white people in the, in the old place get up and start bopping, and none of the brothers do. And I go, that's your question? He goes, yeah. I go, man, you understand we're getting, we're going to go locker room five minutes to, to, to play for a state championship in the first one in school history. He goes, yeah, I'm just wondering, do you know why that is? I said, man, I have no idea. He said, okay, thanks, coach. And I thought, man, this dude, this young man is so calm and so collected. And the kid hit three or four threes in the state championship game. In fact, he led the state in threes um, that year. And he was so calm. Uh, Pastor, that he just was like, this is what he wanted to know five minutes before he went into the locker room to get trust. That's crazy. Crazy, right? (laughs) Absolutely crazy. crazy. And a great kid. You know what? And just a wonderful uh, family. And he had a, uh, man, right before we started uh, practice our junior year, his father passed. And it was very sudden. And, And this was his best friend. And my dad died when I was younger, too, and so I had some conversations with him. And I agree with him. He thought that his dad was sitting uh, on the bench next to me. And I said, so do I. Because every once in a while, when you'd miss two in a row, and I feel like pulling you out, something said, no, leave him in. He's going to hit a few. And Mm -hmm. I'd leave you in, and you'd go ahead and hit a few. So, you know, that calmness. Do you – when you played football, especially in big games, Pastor, was it, you know, after that first hit, after, you know, if you're on, on the special teams, after the first time you get that first run and hit somebody, that all those uh, butterflies go away then? Yes, yes, definitely. I mean, you like you said, you're waiting for, you know, that first hit. You're hyped up, you know, you, you, you're just psyched. And, you know, it's nothing, nothing more, especially for a defensive guy, than to get that first hit. Once you get that first hit, you kind of calm down and you kind of get into the flow and realize, okay, now, you're like, you know, now it's time to play. Man. Hey, one thing we didn't get a, we did not get into much last time I had John, and I, I read this article about uh, Darren Carrington and the family create uh, a sports dynasty. How's your family doing, by the way? Everybody's good? Yes, everybody's everybody's doing good. Yeah, my uh, my daughter she she helps my wife coach. Uh, my son he is um, he's still working out. You know, looking for another shot to get in. And then my youngest daughter she's playing at uh, Baylor. Man, oh right man. now. Do you uh, do you miss those days like I do when they were in high school and you'd go watch them play? Oh yeah, I, I was just thinking about that just the other day. Uh, you know the the memories that they were able to you know to give me of just seeing them you know, all play, you know, in high school and even and even before that. Like, I enjoyed, you know, Pop Warner. And, you know, my wife and I, you know, we coached we coached our girls. And then uh, I actually coached my son from, you know, from Mighty Might all the way through high school. Wow. So, you know, we were there kind of every step of the way. Yeah, you know, you know what's funny? For Christmas, uh, my son Matthew, who I coached in high school and, and, and the AAU circuit a little bit prior to that in grade school and stuff, he had all these like VHS tapes that people had given us, and he went and put them all on a disc. And the last week or so, we've I've gone to his house and we've watched from fourth grade when we played down at Orlando in the Nationals, and and you know right through high school. And he said, "Man, I sure didn't play a lot of defense." And I said, "No, you did not. <laughs> but man, you were such a good point guard. We didn't have anybody else, especially in high school." 
what was I going to do with that? And he just laughed. Yeah. And he said, man, look at how bad of a free throw shooter I was. Well, he scored, you know, he scored over 1,000 points in his high school career, so he hit some free throws. But yeah, these tapes, exactly. man, it's, it's so fun. Our special guest, he is Pastor Darren Carrington. He is... Um, a marriage pastor at Rock Church in Point Loma. It's near San Diego. Their website, sdrock.com, sandiegorock.com. And and I can tell you that I've spent a lot of time on the website uh, the last couple of days because they, they had a series in January. of It's called Reset, and it's five weeks of, of different um, things to do here in, in, in January, right? Let's reset. Let's get this going. And, and I watched a number of those. And I would recommend sdrock.com. And if it'd be a great time for you to pick up a couple of those uh, that, that Pastor Miles was preaching and get a feel for, for what he's talking about when it's time to reset. And with this show, Pastor DeCarrington and I are going to talk about a couple of things. For some reason, the last, I don't know, five, six weeks, the, the idea of Christian men discipling other men keeps coming up. And, and, and he's a guy that I want to talk to him about because he talked about Gilbert a lot last time we had him on and what, what this phenomenal NFL football player meant in his life. And we'll talk to Pastor Carrington about that on the other side. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight, you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen. Well, welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The Fan, I am Mike McGivern, our special guest, Pastor Darren, Car- Darren Carrington. He is with the Rock Church, uh, Rock Church Point Loma which is right out of San Diego. You can go to sdrock.com. How is Pastor Miles doing? He's doing pretty good? Yeah, he's doing really well. He, him and the church are doing great. Man, it is, uh, the, the church is getting bigger and bigger, is it not? You know, it is. It's been amazing how God has been blessing us. You know, our, our online, our online our audience, online congregation is just, you know, growing. You know, our outdoor service has been sustained, you know, kind of, you know, where it is. But, yes, it's been... Yeah, it's been a, a true, you know, miracle to see, you know, how our online church is growing. It's funny that our online pastor, he he had all these goals and dreams of what he was trying to reach, you know, in in, you know, two or three, four years and he surpassed all of those this year. <laughs> Un- unbelievable. I, I can tell yeah. you, I you know, the Lord is good and I think people are are looking, you know, that it's been we've almost hit a year now 
with this pandemic and and it's been I think people are searching a little bit more and I think they're because they've got more time in their hands and I know that here in Wisconsin I think we're probably opened up a little bit more than you are in California so I'm able to go to Brookside Baptist every Sunday I'm able to go yeah. into into church and and uh, and see our pastors and see the people and then we have the online uh, for people that would prefer to stay at home as we talk about Rock Church, I can tell you what their mission is. It's Our mission is to save, equip, and send. Uh, it has been our heart and soul since day one of Rock the Rock Church. Hey, Pastor, when when, when we talked about uh, Gil Bird and we talked about a couple other men that came into your life at different times in your life that really kind of helped you walk worthy and helped you figure out the direction, um, I I, I just think it's important that we talk about that part of it because I don't know as men, um, we do that enough. And I'm wondering your feeling on on Christian men discipling other men, how important that is? You know, I, I think that's it's vital, and I feel like it's one of the one of the the factors that has causing society to be what it is in regards to whether it's marriage, whether it's you know um, dads being present is because the family structure has broken down in so many places. So now these men are looking for this role model for this figure, and they can't find them. So what do they have to do? They have to look to TV. They have to look to all these other um, these other options that they, they can see, but they don't really know the full details. So that's why I feel, man, it is, it is vital for Christian men to disciple um, not only other Christian men, but men in general. You know, thank you for that, because I and and I'm uncomfortable with it, um, Pastor, because I, I I always feel like, you know, this is really important, and I don't want to screw this thing up. So I don't want to mm-hmm. be too strong. I don't I don't want to be the Bible thumper, but I don't want to just say, hey, you're kind of on your own on this thing and walk away. And and how how long into this were you more comfortable talking about that part of your life? Well, you know, um, Mike, it's funny you asked that. It's, it's one of the things I learned uh, from right, my mentor is he said, be a witness for Christ at all times, but use words when necessary. So whether I was speaking or not, I was being watched. I was, in a sense, discipling. And I have had guys, you know, come up to me, you know, I ran into them 10, 15 years down the road, and they would say things that, hey, man, you know what? I appreciate when you did X, Y, Z, and you know what? Now I see the importance of that, and now I have a family, I have kids, man, and I just want to say thank you. So, you know, it's important to know that you're being watched, and I think that the one thing that we also have to understand, Mike, is this is not this is not a journey of perfection, right? I'm going to make mistakes, and when you when you let these young men know that, hey, I'm not perfect, and I'm going to make mistakes. But my my goal is to point you to Jesus, and he's never going to let you down, and he's not going to make any mistakes. So that's where that difference comes. Man, that I love that. And, and that's really important for, for guys like me to understand because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, as, as a guy in the radio and as a guy that, you know, is 100% Irish, I talk all the time, and then all of a sudden I get tongue-tied. Like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay if I say, look, I don't know the answer to that, but let's figure it out together. Let me go find it and come back rather than just going, ah, boy, I'm uncomfortable. I don't really know. And I think Mm -hmm. that as men, 
you know, and, and you said, look, not only do we need to disciple men that, you know, have already accepted Jesus Christ, but then guys that come up and ask you some questions, and they come up and want to know about things and want to know how, hey, you know, I played softball with you, McGivern, 30 years ago, and you were in the bar later than any of us. What? Mm-hmm. Hold on. Mm-hmm. What happened to you? What happened? And for me to explain that side of it, I get to a sticking point. Pastor, I get to a point where I go, okay, this is where it happened, and this is what's happened in my life. And then it's like, okay, wait, where are you at now? And when these guys go, I don't want to talk about that, I go, okay, well, how's the family? And so it's it's just kind of like uncomfortable, and I got to get over that. The, the head pastor, usually my co-host, is as good at, at, at this than anybody I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Pastor Darren, he, yeah. he just walks up and he just says, hey, let me tell you what's going on. Let me tell you the good news. Let me, hey, could, do you have a minute? Let me talk to you. And it's just really pretty amazing to see. Are you in, in a setting like that out in a grocery store in a park pretty comfortable with that? Yes, I am. Because, and, I, and I feel like, and hopefully this takes the pressure off of you because I know that it's not going to be me that's going to change somebody. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. So my, my whole role is to provide them the information to to come to a decision to to follow Christ. Amen. You know that basketball team I told you about, uh, Pastor, it was at a school called uh, Greendale Martin Luther, and they asked me, I I was the commencement speaker for the graduation, and I had a video um, of after we won the state championship, and the whole school was there, all the teachers were there, and the, we had our two guards were being interviewed, and I can tell you, and I told the, the, the faculty this in, at this speech, I said, look, you don't know. You know, you got to plant the seed, and the and, and Lord's going to water it, and you don't know if you've made a difference, and you don't know this, but I'm going to prove to you that you did. And I played this clip that was on TV of our guards who, when they came in four years earlier, Pastor, they would have never used these words. And the 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 uh, the TV guy said, "Hey, can, uh, Trey Quan, congratulations, man. How you feeling?" He said, "I just want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for this kind of talent." He said, "A sevens, how you doing?" He said, "I want to thank God for these talents." And you could see that some of the the the, the uh, teachers and faculty had tears coming down because I proved to them that what they did was working. And so I. Yep. You know, that kind of stuff, I'm pretty good at doing that, but it's it's that one-on-one stuff, Pastor Carrington, that I struggle a little bit with. I, I can tell you that. Hey, as um, as a marriage counselor, um, I'm wondering, has COVID, like, upped how busy you are now? Because I've never spent so much time with my wife. And I think I'm doing okay, but I'm looking at her, and I'm thinking maybe she might want to come talk to you. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny you say that, you know, uh, because— you know, couples, they hope and they pray that, man, I just want to spend more time together. And then the world shuts down and everybody is forced to spend more time together. But I, th- I think, you know, the, the thing about it is, is the, the issue was people try to keep the same thing, like keep the routine the same. And at some point, uh, as I, me and my wife, we did a, a little workshop, and we said at some point, you know, I explained to them what an audible was. And I said, at some point, we've got to yell out Omaha, Omaha, like, right. hey, I know we had this plan here, but we've got to change things up. The, the main thing is going to stay the main thing, but the way we do things has to change. And I think once you once uh, couples identify that, like, yeah, this is different, and yeah, we are around each other a lot. And if I say, hey, you know what, 
I just need I just need some time. It doesn't mean I don't love you. It just means I just need some time for me. Right. You know, so as soon as people get, you know, I think as soon as couples got that and understood that, then I feel like, you know, things were a lot better. Hey, can we um can we can I ask where where did you and your wife Vicky meet? We met in college. You did. And did you know right yeah. away, Pastor? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> I had, she, I had no, I had no, no dreams, no ambitions of ever being married, of ever having kids, nothing. Because I, you know, I look, and I say this all the time, but you understand that you belong on on this team of of guys who all kick their coverage a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, right? I mean, she's beautiful. You got a beautiful family, and and uh, yeah. I, I can tell you that reading the article that I, I was reading, I know that. Uh, there's a near tragic event that uh, just you guys are soon to be parents, and she had a fall, and the, certainly the, the the Lord stepped in. I believe that, and uh, everything was fine and healthy, but the baby was uh, very uh, very premature. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty. Uh, she's born at twenty four and a half weeks. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. My goodness! Yeah. That's a miracle baby right there. One hundred percent. One yep. I, man, a hundred percent. Hey, last question uh, before we get to a break, um, and and this just happened with with a woman that I work with, Pastor, and 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 I know that that you know her her um, sister and brother in law are really searching. They had a twenty year old uh, that passed, and it was really just a freak accident. Um, there was uh, a truck that was in front of her on the freeway, and she went to go around the truck, and there was a 72-year-old man with dementia driving the wrong way and mm. went and straight head on, and, and this beautiful young gal um, passed. And it's only been a couple of days. I was at the funeral yesterday. But we I've had a conversation a while back with my brother's a family counselor, and he said, look, there's that is the hardest thing that anybody will ever go through because it's very natural for our parents to pass but to have a child. Mm-hmm. And how hard it is um, for that couple to stay together because there's so much that happens the next couple of years. And I don't know what to say to, the, to, to these people. I just don't because the sorrow is just so deep. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> I'm, I've... I feel like sometimes we have to realize that there's nothing to say. Yeah. And and as Christians we always feel like we want to have just the right thing to say. And one of the one of the worst things we can say, especially in a situation like that or any situation that we haven't experienced is to say I know how you feel. Right. Right, that's the absolute worst thing we can say. And sometimes you just got to I mean you you hug them and you you say you know I'm praying for you and you know if you need anything you just let me know and sometimes you just you just sit with them and sometimes you just give them a hug and you you cry with them right and it's and it's it's not about what we say it's what we do Amen to that. He is Pastor Darren Carrington. We're going to continue a little bit down uh, kind of the marriage path. I got a few questions um, for him. We'll get back into into Super Bowl and we'll give we're going to get a prediction from Pastor Darren Carrington. Before this show is over, we'll find out who he thinks is going to win this game. And and by the time this airs in the evening at 8 p.m. here in Milwaukee, we'll, uh, we'll know if he was right or not. He is Pastor Darren Carrington. He is the marriage pastor at Rock Church in Point Loma. It's, it's uh, right out of San Diego, part of San Diego Rock. It's sdrock.com is the name of the church. And, and I can tell you that it is one of the fastest-growing churches in the country. 
and COVID is not uh, has not slowed it down. In fact, it's increased it. And uh, they're doing really, really good work there. Again, their mission is to save, equip, and send. Has been our heart and soul since day one of Rock Church. Go to that website. I can tell you that the reset, the five-week uh, program that they have, if you watch the reset uh, part of it, there's there's five of them there for you to be able to click on and take a listen to. And if you don't get fired up after listening to Pastor Miles preach, man, you better check your pulse. You got to check your pulse because he is really, he's on fire for the Lord and makes a ton of sense when I sit and listen to him. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Kellner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I am Mike McGivern, our special guest. He's Darren Carrington. He is the marriage pastor, associate campus pastor at Rock Church in Point Loma, California. Uh, SDRock.com is their website. Hey, Pastor, I want to get back real quick um, to Gil Bird and to, to some of the men in, in your life. And, and you mentioned the first time that I had John a few months ago um, that Gil Bird was, was just that guy, that, that he really helped you. And he was a heck of a football player. If, you know, anybody that's really a big NFL guy knows about Gil Bird and, and what a great player he was. And I'm wondering what about his approach to you helped you on your journey? On your journey? You know, his, his, his approach was, it was doing life together, right? He, he taught me more, and I don't say this in a, you know, I mean, we, we talked about the word, but the life example he gave was, was the value. Like, I, I saw the Bible through his life, right? So we didn't necessarily have to sit down and read the Bible. I saw his life through the Bible because, and that's what I needed because I had never seen that before, right? All of the pictures of men of God were inconsistent. I saw something at church, but I said saw something different outside the church. So seeing his life, that's how I kind of picked up that discipleship role was like I've discipled, you know, a number of guys and I've told them, I said, hey, you know, they asked me, I say, you know, hey, could you disciple me? I say, yeah, what are you looking for? Well, I just need to see what it's supposed to look like to be a man of God, a husband, and a father. I said, okay, I can do that. I said, however, I don't necessarily have time right now in the season of my life, but here's where I'm going to be. I coach my son, so you can come to practice with me. If you want to come to the house, you can come to the house with me, and you can see how we do life. But I just don't have a lot of time for us to sit down one-on-one right now, but to see it happen, I, I would more than love you. I would invite you into my life and into my house, and 
I had a, a couple of men who took me up on it, and they came here and they saw dirty dishes and dirty laundry, and I'm like, hey, if you have an issue with it, clean them. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's you know that's that's how it went. This is what life is. I I can tell you that. Um, Pastor Darrell, when, when I went down to Eastside Baptist Church and fell on my knees and, and he would come over to my house and, and my wife would say, hey, you know, you're in the kitchen cracking jokes with this, this guy. And I said, yeah, he's funny. And she said, well, he, you know, he's the head pastor. And I said, yeah, but he's a guy that he, he makes me laugh a little bit. And one day she came up to me and said, you know, the fact that you just talk to him like another man, like just guys talk. You know, and she said, I, I, I think that he enjoys that because I don't know if he gets that much. And I'm wondering for you, Pastor, when people know what you do or when you when you, um, you know, talk to people within the church that are just getting to know you. Do you feel like they treat you a little different because, of you know, your first real name is Pastor? One hundred percent. Like it, it even goes to when people sometimes people apologize, you know, they don't know what to call me like. I don't know, should I, Darren, are you D.C., like Pastor Darren? Like, I said, it's, it's fine, man. Like, you don't have to, you know, necessarily, you know, call me, you know, Pastor every time. Right. And people do feel, like, you do sense, you know, that where they feel a little bit uncomfortable. They don't know what to say. They think everything I'm going to say is, you know, praise the Lord. And I, But I, I always tell them, and the thing that I encourage, you know, men of God to do is be normal. Just, I mean, just talk about life, because if Christ is in you, Christ is going to be evident in everything you say and do without you have even having to say, to say, to talk about God. You're going to talk about God. So, you know, that that's kind of the way, way I live life is I like to just, you know, be one of showing it and not just about, you know, preaching somebody and hitting them upside the head with the Bible. Although some need that, but yeah. that's not you know, always the, the, the thing to do. Well, I know sometimes you're talking to me. I can tell you that because there are certainly times that I do. Hey, um, Pastor, when, when we had John the, the last time, and there are some people that are going to be listening this week that didn't catch that last time, can you talk a little bit about your testimony and, and where your, your, your walk began? Yeah. I mean, so... You know, real quick, you know, I grew up, you know, in, in in New York City in the Bronx, and I had this dream of becoming a professional athlete, thinking once my dream came true, you know, my life would be complete. And, you know, I went to small school, didn't get scholarships. I was blessed to be drafted in the NFL. And my very first year, I went to the Super Bowl, and I had all the things that the world told me once I achieved all these things, my life would be complete, and I would need nothing. And after achieving all those things, I realized that there was still something missing. And I didn't know what that something was, but I knew that the money and the, quote, the little bit of fame and, and the, the stuff of the world wasn't filling me. And it was a, a two-year journey for me to realize and to come to a, the understanding of is that those things, I didn't achieve those things just for me, but they were for a bigger purpose. And the hole that I had in my heart was the whole of God saying, man, I love you, and I want a relationship with you, and when you're ready, I'm here. And that decision, you know, was made in, in 1992 through a relationship with another man of God um, where I saw his life. And when I saw his life and I saw the consistency, I knew that that's what my life, that's what was missing in my life. And that was in 1992, um, and I shortly thereafter, I got married, you know, to my wife. We had a child, you know, prior to wedlock, 
and then we had two more children, and we've been married for almost going on 28 years now. We've been dating for 34 years, um, married for almost 28 years, and it's been a blessing. And I now know that because I played a childhood game, I can now go anywhere and tell people about the love of God. What a platform. What I, I, and you're and and you are correct. Can I ask you, growing up in the Bronx, if 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 I knew you when you were 12, 15 years old, and I said, look, after you get done with a really good NFL career, you're going to be a pastor at a big church in San Diego. What would you have said to me? I probably wouldn't have said anything. I probably would have just ran away from. You. <laughs> that's that's there's a crazy man right there. I got to get away from him. I got to get away. That that's. I would, I would have ran away from you calling my mom <laughs> hey do you get back to new york very often you know i don't i mean just every every couple of years um i don't get back there as often because my mom she's in atlanta now so okay. typically when i go back you know i'll go see her in atlanta but i still have you know some um cousins that's still in new york city in the bronx you know i've been to a lot of places and, and this is going to make you laugh i i've been to upstate new york i've never been to new york city and i've never stepped foot in california Oh my goodness! I know you have lived life, man. Mac, have you ever been to Milwaukee? Milwaukee? No, I'm just kidding, Pastor. I am just kidding. <laughs> I, you know what? I would, uh, I would love to 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 step foot in uh, in California. I'm going to do that soon because it. You know, it just is a beautiful state. I know there's some some issues going on, and they're thinking about recalling the the the, the governor and all that stuff. But man, it's just so beautiful, right? It is. It is. I mean, you know, yes, yesterday or a day or two ago, I mean, I had on, I had on a t-shirt, right? And you know, I know you were talking about how this, you know, continued lockdowns, like everything is locked down. They're loosening up now, but you know, Wisconsin, you guys, weather has you guys locked down. Like here, we, you know, we don't have nothing to do, but we can go outside. <laughs> yeah. In the sunshine. Well, we just got we got the biggest snowstorm this last week than we've had in 10 years and it was just about oh a foot goodness. just about a foot of snow and you know it's pretty for a little bit but boy I'll tell you what it gets to be a pain you can't really go any place and our church was actually canceled on Sunday because we had a winter uh, storm warning for the entire day and it does make me feel you know I remember days like this when I was a kid I didn't have a snowblower my dad would say get the shovel and get out there and shovel it now with the <laughs> snowblower I'm man I'm helping all the neighbors and oh it's something else you uh you don't miss that snow at all do you you know what I don't I mean if I if I want to see the snow I can go an hour to two hours up up the mountain and I can see all the snow I want but you know, with me, just watching it on the news, is, is that's enough for me. Well, I'm good to go. Hey. And people say, hey, man, don't you miss the seasons? <laughs> and I say, you know what? 75 and sunny is good for me. That works. I don't miss anything. That nope. works for you. Well, you know, look, uh, New York's just getting rocked this week with snow, and and it's yeah. funny because, Pastor, I watch. You know, you watch all the national news, and they didn't mention that Milwaukee and Chicago got rocked, but boy, New York at six inches, it stops everything on the news, and they keep talking about it. But here we got, you know, eleven, twelve inches, and, and not a mention because they know we can handle it. We're we're either complete idiots or we're tough as heck here in in Wisconsin. <laughs> you guys to handle that, that yeah. you know that's where my coldest nfl game was in uh i played we played the packers it wasn't at lambeau it was at the other stadium that they play in they used to play in Mil sometimes. milwaukee county stadium 
Yeah, yep. we played there. There was um, uh, minus twenty eight. Oh man! You know what? I live I live about ten minutes from where that that was, and I used to go to some Packer games over at at County Stadium. It was a horrible place to watch a game. It was just horrible. a horrible place, and Lambo is 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 great. But I, I even I at this point I'm not sitting outside minus twenty eight. I'm not doing it. There's no nope. chance. Hey, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Pastor Darren Carrington. Again, he's played in two Super Bowls, and he played in the NFL a long time. In fact, I looked at his, some of his numbers, and I'll tell you what, 22 um, interceptions. Hey, you returned one, I think, for a touchdown. Who was that against? Do you remember? The Seattle Seahawks in the Kingdom. There, oh, man. You, you, you just didn't want to get tackled on that turf. That's why you returned it the whole way, man, because exactly. that, that was not exactly. good. He is uh, Pastor Darren Carrington again, sdrock.com. And we're going to find out who he thinks is going to win the Super Bowl. And, and, man, I wish he'd be able to say the Packers, but he's not going to be able to give me that answer. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Cause I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody, all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The fan, I'm Mike McGivern, Pastor Darren Carrington, and, and I just thank him. You know, again, on, on this show, to wait three months and try to get a guy back, you know, I just appreciate his willingness to do this again. And, and I wanted to talk about the marriage side of it with COVID, and we got a little of that in. And I wanted to talk about the discipleship that, that we as Christian men, we really need to do this more. And and I thought he had some great things for for us as, as we, you know, guys like me kind of struggle with, with some of that. And I appreciate his willingness to allow me to talk about it. Hey, Pastor, if, you, uh, if you're if you going to watch this game today, um, who are you thinking? Who are you leaning towards? You're a Kansas City guy, Tampa Bay guy? I mean, so the right the story, it'd it make a great story, right, for the GOAT to, you know, win it, you know, after all this time and you go to a new team. But I just, I just feel like the Chiefs, Got a little bit too much, man, and I'm I'm, I'm thinking Chiefs. Yeah, I'm thinking Chiefs. I, I'm you, thinking forty-one. Ooh. I'm thinking forty-one thirty-one Chiefs. Wow. Hey, so what we what we do as a family, um, pastors? I have a son and a daughter, and they both have spouses, and I have four grandsons. One's a year and a half, so he doesn't get too involved yet with this. But they all come over, and my wife and I either get pizzas or sloppy joes or whatever it is. And I do a 20 questionnaire and I put a $20 bill out and everybody has to come in the kitchen by themselves. And it's things like, you know, the exact time of kickoff, who's going to win the coin flip, 
uh, color of the Gatorade, all of that kind of stuff. The first uh, cheerleaders they're going to they're going to um, show uh, first score. Um, after the first score, the first commercial, what category is that going to be? And it keeps everybody engaged. And my daughter, yeah. my daughter Katie, never wants to do it, and she wins the twenty every year, Pastor. For somehow, <laughs> some way, in fact, the game when it was Atlanta and Tampa, where everybody left my house middle of the third quarter because they were like, "This game's over." My daughter said, "Dad, there's no chance I'm going to win. I've got New England. I've got Tom Brady as the MVP." And all of yep. a sudden, my phone starts ringing. It's my daughter. Okay, where where am I at? I'm like, man, you left. You got to be here to win the 20. She's like, no, I want that 20 because I think I'm going to win it. So we have a lot of fun with that. And it's just all these stupid questions that I put together that now everybody's like, no, that was a talking animal. And I'm like, no, that wasn't. That was not. That was uh, that was a cartoon character. So there's arguments, Pastor, and we have a yeah. lot of fun with it. So what it's whoever whoever gets the most. Yep, whoever right? whoever gets the most points, and it's uh, it's questions that you can't figure out, you can't find, you know, on a website, stuff like that. So it is uh, the second commercial after the first punt. What you know, the first score is it going to be a field goal or a touchdown or yeah. something else, and who's going to score it? And then the last question is always who's going to win and who's the MVP. Yep. And man, it yep. goes down to the wire, but it seems like my daughter Katie seems to seems to win that stuff more than than most. Hey, we just got a couple more uh, minutes. How do you think it is to be able to play NFL games in front of no no fans? That that would be really difficult, I think. Yeah, you know it. It is really it. It would be very difficult because you know you're so accustomed to it, and especially if you went to you know a big school, but even a smaller school, you're accustomed to playing in front of people. And, I mean, you know, there's a certain amount of energy that comes from 50,000, 60,000 fans. Right. Right? You know, people can say, oh, it doesn't matter. It's all about the game. Nonsense. It matters. When there's fans there, there's energy there, and, you know, it, it really can change things. You know, the offense, you know, especially if it's on the road, you know, the offense, like, they can't hear. They can't communicate as well as they can in a quiet stadium. So, yeah, 100%. It's a big difference. Hey, your your favorite team now, do you follow a team? Do you, do you just do you just watch NFL football or do you, is there a team that you uh you you like to follow a little bit? You know, I mean, I, I don't I don't really follow. I mean, I don't really follow a, a team. I just kind of watch a little bit of everybody. You know, typically I won't even sit down and watch you know, a whole game, you know, I'm an ESPN guy, just give me what I need to know. And I'm, I'm good. You know, so my, that's my thing. Like if it's, if it's one of my kids playing, like that's, that's my team. So I'm into, you know, college women's basketball. Like that's, I'll watch a whole, I'll watch all the games of college women's basketball because my daughter's in there. But other than that, no, and, I'm and, good. And, and she's playing at Baylor, correct? Yeah. How, yep. and, and I should know this Pastor. how are they doing this year? They're doing good. They, I mean, they're they're number nine. Uh, a couple of teams lost, so I don't know if they'll move up in the rankings. But you know, they uh, they had a good win yesterday. You know, so yeah, I think they. I think they're. Uh, I think it's you know it's wide open this year. I tell you that I mean, pro- it's, that it's wide open that Baylor women's basketball program is one of the best programs in the country. It is. It is. They yeah they they matter of fact the last national championship which was two years ago they won it right. 
Does she get yeah. a lot of time on that team? Yeah, man, she does. Good for her. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. just, uh, man, good for her. That's big time basketball right there. You know, everybody wants, you know, you you're gonna start with with this program or that program, UConn and Notre Dame, and and but Baylor's right in there with those two, I think. Yeah, I mean, well, she 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 graduated from Stanford, and she had a year of eligibility left, so she played at Stanford, and then she. Uh, Took a show on the road and went to Bellevue. Man, that's well, good man, good for her. You got to enjoy every minute of that, Pastor. All of it. He is Pastor Darren Carrington, and I'm going to remind people: Kansas City 41, Tampa Bay 31 is what he's thinking, and uh, I think he might be pretty close. I think that quarterback from from Kansas City is going to be tough to beat in this game. That's for sure. Pastor, thank you so much again. SDRock.com and go. And look, if you get a chance. Go go watch that series that uh, that Pastor Miles put on reset. There's there's five of them, and uh, the series is uh, most people. And this is what it says: most people associate a new year with new beginnings. Heading into 2021, there is much more hope that this year will be different than the last. And and he talks about look, there's some things you can do to reset, reset your uh, discipline, reset the time that you spend in the Word. Um, rest and priority reset, and it's just a really good series. SDRock.com. Pastor Darren Carrington, thank you so much, sir, and I really appreciate your time. Yeah, and Mike, if there are specific needs, they can go to SDRock.com forward slash marriage for marital type things. So that's available as well. Boy, you know what? And, and you may want to write that down. And if you're driving, if you want, uh, you, if you got have my number or get a hold of me at the station again, SDRock.com. Uh, forward slash marriage and there there is some good stuff on there and and this is the man that boy he's a marriage pastor and this again with COVID I'm sure he's as busy as can get uh Darren thanks a lot sir and uh have a good day you as well thank you man you guys faith in the zone on 1250 a.m the fan you've been listening to faith in the zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250 a.m., the fan. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Moses had stage fright And David brought a rock to a sword fight You picked 12 outsiders Nobody would have chosen And you changed the world Well, the moral of the story is Everybody's got a purpose This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance Whether you love true crime or comedy Celebrity interviews or news You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 